Well, that music got me pop, pop lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't ready. I ain't ready. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yes, sir. What's <laughs> happening, Overseer? How are you, man? I am wonderful, wonderful. Honored to be on Religiously Incorrect with you, my brother, mm-hmm. pastor, prolific preacher. Yes, sir. <laughs> Pontificator. Next week, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What is up? What is up? Religiously incorrect world. All the all y'all popping in right now. God bless you. Good to see you. Uh, we got Mama Minnie Bowman on right now. Amen. Uh, we got uh, uh brother brother Brian and so many others uh joining in. Man, we want to say God bless you. Welcome to religiously incorrect. Welcome to Sunday night service. We thank God for y'all uh, being out here with us. Pastor Todd looks a little bit different today, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Todd didn't put on a little weight. Well, you know, what's all you can eat buffet? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't grow a beard. What is going on? Hey, God bless, God bless you, Sister Della Cruz. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, we uh, we just want to say thank you all for joining in. We got a special co-host. Pastor Todd is out tonight. He is in, oh, well, I ain't going to tell y'all where he at. He might not want y'all to know where he at. You know, Pastor Todd be on them, he be on them planes, bro. You know what I mean? He be, he be taking a red eye doing stuff, man. He, 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 might not, he might not want y'all to know how he's spending his money. You know what I mean? So, yes, uh, so, so in his place, we got my, we got my man, my friend, uh, this mighty preaching machine, uh, Overseer Cameron Bowman. Why don't y'all give him a big hand clap of praise and welcome to the show. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So so you ready, man? You ready? You ready to get this you ready to get this party started? Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's get the party started. I got one question for you, man, to get this party started. One question. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> Listen, I, I know if my wife is watching this, she's extremely excited because you got your Browns gear on. She's a devout, yes, sir. Yes, devout yes. Brown fan. Yes, sir. <laughs> God yes, bless sir. you. God bless you, Sister Whitby. How are you today? Listen, we are uh we are excited. I know I am. As a as a Browns fan, I have no I have no other choice but to be excited with the roster we got. The number one defense in the league, the offensive line, rather in the league. You know, we we look we looking rough, man. Who, who you who you with? You you with uh that other them other people? Well, what other people? You talking them, about the, the PA people? Yeah, the them PA? gold black. You with some gold black people? No, sir. I, I can't. I can't okay. do that. I, I can't okay. do that. You know, the, I, I I live in Ohio and PA now, but I got Ohio blood, man. So I okay. You know, I gotta stick faithful to the Browns. I gotta I gotta stay faithful. Woo! What? Well, I knew I liked you for a whole lot of reasons. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. See, we, so so we we looking good, man. We put we put a we put a beating down on them uh, on them dirty birds. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you know, yesterday, and uh, you know, we just trying to go. So what you what you looking forward to, man? Who you looking forward to seeing this year, man? You know what? I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. As far as personnel, I mean. I'm a basketball head. That's just my sport. Okay. You know I mean? But I do believe Baker May- Mayfield. I, I hope he has a really good season, man. I hope he, he has a really good season. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see, man. I, I will, we'll see. I know, like I said, I'm just rooting for Baker because I know he had a lot of controversy in the past. So, yeah. yeah. He can go permanently and do what needs to be done, man. And Absolutely. really win some awards. Absolutely. Trophies. <laughs> 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 Mike, Mike, you don't get to say nothing until the last five minutes of the show. Comments down, Bishop. This is Pastor <laughs> Jeff. This is the Pastor Jeff show today. This ain't even religiously incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Todd is gone. And we are having fun tonight. Hey, man. yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're we are ready, man. We we uh we are excited about. The football season was going to take place. I know a lot of Pittsburgh fans. You know, y'all still got um old uh what's his name Ben Ben uh Ray 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 Ray
He gonna try to do it again. He gonna try. But I mean, the dude can still play though, man. He can still ball. Oh, yeah. man. He can still ball. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, and I know we ain't got a lot of time, but you know, listen, since since you since you did say you're a big basketball head, man, what do you think about that lineup for the Lakers, Doc? I I, I think it's lethal. I think people people they get caught up in and and I know they try to compare them to uh I think it was the what 2004 Lakers that mm-hmm. went to the finals with Carl Malone and, and Gary Cooper. But they made it to the finals. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, talked yeah. about that. Right, you know right, 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 right. I, I, I feel like you can't underestimate them. That's that that's it's a lot of seasoning and it's a whole lot of power. And if they it's really up to Frank Vogel to me. It's about how he manages the lineup, man, and how he goes about uh, controlling the rotation. Uh, if he does it right, I don't see no reason why they can't can't win. You know? it's, it's nasty, Doc. That's a nasty. And, I mean, you you, you have to say, okay, they're old. But, yes, I mean, them some powerful players, man. Like, throw all those guys together, man. What do, you, what do you think about these people coming up with these super teams, man? How do you feel about the super teams? I wasn't a fan. The only way I think that a, <laughs> a super team is appropriate is when you have cases with like LeBron, you know, where he's getting older and he needs a little bit of help. But, you know, I, I, I got a little old school in me. So I'm like, I like the days of Jordan. You know, everybody was going against each other. They weren't all trying to team up and be buddy. Right, buddy. right, 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 uh, right, right. You know, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I had a disdain for the Golden State Warriors. Couldn't, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't take them when Kevin Durant was with them. So. Woo! Yeah. Them boys was nasty though. Woo, that oh, was man. a nasty team. That was a nasty team. Hey, um, hey, um, we 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 looking forward, man. We we are big sports fans here. But just to switch gears real quick, man. Listen, before we get started with the show, I know we got a powerful show. But before we get started with the show, man, we just want to uh, send our prayers out to Haiti with the assassination of the president, uh, as well as the earthquake. I think they said over three hundred dead right now. So we want to send prayers out to uh, Haiti and what's going on over there. And, uh, you know, let's not, you know, forget about what's going on over here with uh, all the violence that's taking place in, in Youngstown. And so uh, we want to pray for, you know, all the families who have lost someone and, you know, all the all the extra efforts that are being made as far as the prayers and the uh, walks and uh, all those extra efforts, man. We you know big ups to y'all. We love you. Uh, we are we are a couple pastors who just have your back, man. Even if we can't be there, we praying for you and praying with you all. Amen. Absolutely. God bless you. Come on, Big Mike. Give us our um, let, let's do let's do some uh let's do let's do our um sponsors. All right, y'all know y'all know what time it is. We gotta give it up to our sponsors for the day. My man, uh my man, Mr. Phillips, you know what Phillips care cleaning sir uh care cleaning services residential and commercial he cleans the floors he cleans the basic he does basic cleaning deep cleaning carpet we need our carpet clean right right now fernando come on over and hook us up upholstery amen wood floor cleaning move out and in uh he says don't waste your time let us do it pastor todd likes to say uh uh what he say they'll clean up the mess that causes you stress the preach that's the that's the preacher uh addition that's Yes, <laughs> we'll clean up the mess that's caused you st- stress. Amen. Phillips Care, cleaning and service. Amen. What's, what's the next one? We got another one, right? Amen. Then we got Phillips Care and Lawn Services in business for over 10 years uh, in Trumbull, Mahoney, and surrounding areas. Spring, fall cleanup, uh, mowing weekly, mowing bi-weekly, edging, trimming, lawn work. I, I, don't, I need to uh, call him up and see if he does... Uh, those bushes, because my bushes is out of control, and I I ain't got time to deal with it. Amen. Listen, do do us a favor. Call Fernando. He is a great brother. He is one of our dedicated sponsors. He has been sponsoring our show since the beginning, and we want to just say thank you. And listen, if you call him, you're not gonna get you you ain't gonna get a, a discount. You ain't gonna get a discount, but still tell him we sent you. Amen. Still tell him we sent you. <laughs> stop, a- stop asking our brothers and sisters for discounts. Oh, I ain't, y'all ain't going to ask them for a discount. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for sponsoring our show. Amen. We are excited today. We have a powerhouse of a preacher that is going to be on with us this morning. A powerhouse of oh, a yeah. preacher. Uh, this brother hails from Youngstown, Ohio. Amen. He is uh, uh, one of the graduates of the IT Bradley Bible 
uh, College. Amen. He is the proud pastor of the uh, Greater Friendship Missionary Baptist Church down on Hillman. Amen. This church is so big, man. You you look in it, man, and you, you know it's just like you, it, it looked like a cathedral down there. Yeah, uh, so we are we are happy and proud to present to some, uh, you know, introduce to others my homeboy, my friend, Pastor James Bowie. Come on, give it up to my man. <laughs> I'm doing the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's See, up, brothers? What's, what's up? happening with you, man? Hey. How you doing? Man, ain't that, man, doing good, man. Good to see you, brother. Man, it's so good to see you, man. Uh, Pastor Boy is one of those cats, man. We we all hope to get a call from sometime during the year because he be having those revivals, you know what I yes, mean? <laughs> he be having those, he be having those revi- those week-long revivals, you know what I mean? Oh, man. I'm you know what I mean? with that, man. I'm like the three-day. Three yeah, days, yeah. Man. I, hey, I take you, I take you for four or five days. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, you know, you be hoping, you be like, man, Pastor Boy ain't calling me this. Then you see the lineup, you be like, man, I ain't in the lineup this year. Exactly. <laughs> I I make it on the Lakers team. <laughs> I, I make it to the All Star line. I ain't going to the ship this year. <laughs> hey, when we, oh, we come Lord. out of the pandemic, I'm putting the super team together. Oh, <laughs> yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Oh, Listen, man, we are excited to have you, man. How, how's everything going, man? How's everything going down there in Youngstown? Man, everything's good, man. I want to thank you, Pastor Todd. You know, uh, for giving me the invite, man, I really enjoy you guys as a, a podcast. It's good to see you, overseer. I see a lot of the work you're doing over there, uh, in PA, you know, keeping the people uh, educated in the word and being active in the community. So, man, you brothers are right on time, you know, you know, the, the a, a youthful movement and the people are, are hanging on and following. Amen, 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 amen. So we're going to get this party started today, man. Y'all know last week we, we started, a, uh, I guess I guess you could call it a series, huh? We, <laughs> we started a series, uh, Pastor Todd, myself, called Church. Well, last year, was last week it was Prayer Works. We want to talk, we want to start today with Church Works. And we want to start with the two sacraments that are our most precious uh, that we hold there and there, especially in the African-American uh, churches, the black churches, uh, as you would, with, it, with this uh, baptism and communion, baptism and communion. So we want to start off uh, talking about a little bit about baptism. Amen. We want to start off a little bit about baptism. Let's just let's just jump right to it, man. You know, um, I have heard so many times, you know, the, the question being asked, is infant baptism, um, is it is it right? Is it right? Is it right? Is infant baptism, is it, is, is it, can we do it? Can infants be baptized? Should they be baptized? Uh, is the sprinkling, was, is that what that's called? <laughs> is the sprinkling, does that, does that cover everything? So let, let's, 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 let's take, let's take it there. Let's, let, let's start off with you. Uh, uh, overseer Bowman, and, and talk to me a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about what you think about that. Well, we we do believe in submersion at my church. Okay, um, but I know um, as far as me myself and the church that I grew up with, according to my father, because of course I wouldn't remember, uh, they did do infant baptisms. Uh, so I, 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 it's really a, a, an interesting subject. I believe it depends on your denomination, your biblical views, your doctrine. Uh, whether you think it's acceptable as far as, but as far as for me, um, I, you know, I personally, when I christen a baby, I don't do infant baptism. I just, you know, pray over them and move forward. Um, so, I mean, again, I, according to my understanding, I don't, I'm not saying it's necessarily demonic, but I don't know if it's, it's necessary <laughs> for, you know, uh, especially our type of church, uh, context. Oh, that's how I feel. Okay. Come on, boy. Talk to us. Uh, man, you know, uh, I understand what parents are trying to do by doing that. They want to do some type of uh, religious symbolism 
that hey, my baby gonna know God, you know. But, <laughs> but, but when we understand what baptism is, you know, uh, it the identification a person, you know, has first got to receive Christ, and we know the baptism is the identification process. The infant don't even know it's in the world, let alone to even know anything about Christ. So this parent is making this decision, you know, for this child, thinking that this is somehow going to cover them, save them, whatever. And uh, so, you know, I don't think we should be doing it. Matter of fact, I don't even think we can find in the scriptures where there's a, a baby being baptized, immersed. <laughs> well, Moses was put into the river. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey Pastor, Pastor Boy, can you, uh, before you can you speak up just a little bit? Both of you, I need you need your okay. volume up a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I said yeah, yeah, but he was he was in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah, right, so right. Like I said, I, I think I, I understand what a parent is trying to do. Something, something noble, something responsible. They want to start this child off right. So we gonna do this religious symbolism. We gonna, we gonna do this. But that's showing right there that they don't even understand. Right. What right. Right. Means. Well, you know, just just to tag, just to hop on the back end of what you were saying. Uh, the Bible is clear when it says to repent and be baptized. Yeah. And so, my thoughts is that a child can't repent. They Absolutely. don't even know what repent is. They don't even know what they would be repenting for. Right. So in, in that case, that would leave the child out of this conversation. And, you know, once again, like you said, I understand committing a child back to God and, you know, allowing the child or, or saying, you know, I give this child back to you. Uh, obviously, we just had a child. I, I'm I'm, I want to christen my baby too. You know what I mean? I want to be, you know, I want us to, you know, have that ceremony and, you know, dress him up in the all white and everything. But as far as uh, put him, put him in the water and, and, and saying, you know, this is representative of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, you know, you know, you, you coming up a different person. I mean, you don't even know what person you is. <laughs> you don't even know who you are right now. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, uh, you know that's that's my 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 case on on that as far as baptism is concerned. Anybody, you got anything else? Any other one of y'all? On Go ahead. Hey, let me let me let me say this when you said, and I and I think I heard Pastor Bowman uh, say it too when he said the word christening. And I, it take me back to Bradley Bible College where Pastor Pastor Paramore said, "We don't christen babies unless you you, you we christen ship. So unless you go to the That's that's what you get. That's what you get. At it Bradley. That's what you get. That's that's good. That's good. Now now let, let's let's switch gears just a little bit because, um, you know, is it, you know, people have people. There are a lot of people who want to get baptized without first accepting the Lord. Okay, so let let's just get that out the way because we are pastors. We are we are all. Uh, Jesus believing pastors and we believe that you need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. So that's who we are. So we're going to stick to what we believe. Um, but, you know, there are people who just want to be baptized. Um, how do you I feel about that? Do you think, uh, what do you think, you know, can we do that? Should we do that? Baptize people without letting them first uh, do that? Um. I'll say no <laughs> for 200, Alex. No, um, be, because it's a sign, it's a symbol. Uh, it, 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 it. We all know what baptism represents for the believer. So no. Um, again, you just said that repentance, according to scripture, comes before baptism. So how can you be baptized if you don't confess the Lord as your savior? I, right. I, I, so no. That, that's the first question that we ask. 
are you saved? You know, mm-hmm. and if you're saved, yes, you can be baptized. No, I don't, I don't believe you can do that uh, without uh, accepting the Lord as your Savior. Right, right, right. You know, um, it, it goes back even to your uh, to your theme with church works, and I think that's that that becomes the root of it. I think people are trying to find something tangible to do that makes them right with God uh-huh. and really wrestle with the idea of when we say in order to be saved, you know, you've got to repent and just place your faith in Jesus that Jesus has done the work. And even though we preach this over our pulpits every Sunday to, in some degree, there's still people who believe that there's got to be something that I can do. Right, get right, right. right. There you go. There you go. So mm-hmm. they look at baptism sometimes as the easy to do thing. And I think that's when we find out, like in our churches, where you have people where you find out that they were saved, uh, they were baptized, and then they want to come back and be baptized again. Right, 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 right. That's that 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 work mindset to be right with God is still attached to them. To absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I, I I uh I believe that so often uh people confuse uh the symbol with the substance, mm-hmm. and and so baptism is a symbol of what's taking place on the inside. It's not the substance of it though. It, it, there should be, there should be some type of repentance. There should be some type of transformation uh, while we're dealing with this type of thing. Um, somebody asked a question. I think we just posted it for a second. I'm gonna let you handle this boy. It said, what is the difference between uh, christening and baptism? Wow. Okay. So I don't know. Well, I'll I, I say it like this. Christening, all I've ever known of, of, of christening is to be some type of dedication. Dedication, right. Okay. So, but baptism is more than just dedicating. It's identifying. Yeah, identifying, yes, so yes, in, yes. In that, 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 that's, where, that's where I would say is the, is the short answer to go into in-depth. You know, I, I really haven't done no, per se, study on, on christening. And again, most oftentimes we hear it, even though uh, Bishop Paramore joked when he said it, you know, we, we only hear it in, you know, when we're talking, I guess, in nautical terms. Right, 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 because right. In, yes. in the Baptist church, you know, we're talking about baptizing or we're talking about a person dedicating, dedicating or rededicating right. their yes. life. The, Christ, the christening terminology, uh, it's a... It's not often spoken uh, within the Baptist church. Right, 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 right. And, and I think a lot of it, <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up, Pastor Todd? What's Pastor Todd is checking us out. He's here on vacation. He's there on vacation. Look at it. Here we I'm go rapping. again. I'm and again, a lot of, a lot of the christening ha- has to do with uh, it, it does have to do with the sprinkling and putting a little bit of oil or water on the baby's head. And um, I, I don't I don't know if, um, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't want to sprinkle nothing. I don't, I don't want to get in the shower and be sprinkled. I don't want to sprinkle a pop, you know, and give, give me it all. You know what I mean? Give me yeah. it all. You know, give me the whole thing. I want to be submerged and I want to be, I want to get into that thing. So um, switch up just a little bit more because we, we now we got to get real deep. We got since we talk about this baptism thing, um, here, here's the number one thing we, we you know when people deal with baptism, this is, is religiously incorrect. You know we we start dealing with the uh, who who should you be baptized? What name should you be baptized? <laughs> and I mean without offending anyone, without offending anyone, I, I know. Um, in most Baptist arenas, we baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And our our uh, Pentecostal brothers, uh, a lot of the Apostolic brothers, uh, they 
name and they baptize in the name of Jesus only. Um, and then there are there are those who baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and Jesus, just so everything can be covered. Uh, they, they just want to cover all bases. They want to make sure it's all good. Um, um, you know, what, what do you? What do you think about that? What, how, how do how do you deal with that situation? Has it ever come up to you, uh, either one of you? Well, for me, I, I'm one of those that that cover all. Uh, it was like that when I got to church, so I just stayed along with it. Um, I, I I believe, um, you know, I'm old school Kojic uh, roots, so I, I I do believe, you know, no, no, dis, no disrespect to our brothers because we again I do in all of them. Uh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and in Jesus' name. I do believe in the formula um, that was given by Jesus. Um, a lot of people say uh, that, and, and I've heard the analogy about it being, uh, like, say, if you go to the bank or you use a, a debit card or something of that nature, you know, it's the name that accesses the account, the money, so you need to do it within the name. But I believe uh, that when Jesus gave that formula, uh it was in his name because he the one that said it. <laughs> so I know, I don't know if that's theologically deep enough. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just believe what Jesus said. But again, I am one of those that just to cover all this, I do do in five son, Holy Ghost in Jesus name. Okay. What about you, Pastor Boy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that, 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 that's come up. I, I think anybody that's pastoring or anybody that's, preaching is going to have to answer that question uh, by someone at, at, at some point. And so I, I think we go back and we look at, we have to look at what baptism was. And so when we say that, okay, Jesus, when Peter says that, okay, uh, be baptized in the name of Jesus, but then we know uh, God said, and we know God and Christ are one, baptizing yeah. them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Ooh. Holy Ghost. So now, is this a fight God having with himself? And he's saying <laughs> one thing on this end, and then now he come back and say uh, 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 another thing. And so I, I say this, that at that time, there's a lot of baptisms going on. Uh -huh. There's people still being baptized in the name of John. John's baptism. John right. was baptizing people. So you got a lot of baptism going on. Absolutely. So when Peter preaches this powerful sermon, basically what he boils down to tell them is the in the name of the one whom you crucified. Uh -huh. yeah, yes. You're going to have to identify with him. And uh -huh. all of you are going to be okay. baptized in the name of Jesus. Yes. So now, if you get baptized in the name of Jesus, if you get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and, and the Holy Ghost, you know, is, is that now, is that the fork in the road? Am I going to heaven? Right, right, right. To hell? Right, right. And so here's, here's another way to look at that. If What if you baptize somebody and didn't say a word? My, my, my. Come on, sir. Come on. Come on, sir. Now, what's going what's to happen to them? So now we go back to your theme, church works. That's why that baptism is a work. Uh -huh. And you can't say that you have to be identified like this. And you have to be identified like this because water baptism don't save you at all. Come on, That's sir. Right. So That's right. We can, we can get right along. I can go into... Uh, if I had to do it in a in a Pentecostal format, I could do it boldly and proudly in the name of Jesus. That's and be glad about it. And I can go into my Baptist roots and say, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, boom, and, and, and do it. And still, that person will be identified because that's what they're doing. They're identified. They're already saved. Come on, sir. Come on. Come on. Come just on. letting the world know. Hey, I died with Christ, and I'm rising with Christ. Come on, sir. Come Absolutely. on. That is so good. You know, I, I often say, um, you know, when I when I taught class, when I taught foundations classes, absolutely. Um, when I taught foundation classes at Agape under Pastor Todd, I said, if 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 at this point I walked in here right now and I ripped up my marriage license. 
does that come not on, make sir. me married anymore? Come on, I, I'm come still on, married. That's still my wife. As a matter of fact, my wife lost a ring. But we're still married because nah, you ain't married it. now, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> the covenant took place. The covenant of us being married, uh, or, or the pronouncement, you know. And I always say that because you know, when I gave her the ring, it was only a promise ring. We weren't married till I, till Pastor Harrison said, "I now pronounce you yeah. man and wife." So the pronouncement came. When I said, you know, I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior. This now is just a certificate that says I, 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 I'm letting the world know that I'm married and that we're together and that, you know, he's my God. And, you know, however that goes. So, yeah, man, I think that's I think that was excellent the way you put that, man. Just uh, just the fact that, you know, um, you know, whatever you do, whatever name you do it in. As right. long as it get done, <laughs> and right, as long right, as, you, right, as long right. as you've made that confession first, now we here. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, go ahead, sir. Uh, 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 brother Pastor Stanford is that, and, and that's where, if we're not careful in how we handle this, when when you see the Baptist pastor engaged in a barbershop conversation with a Pentecostal brother, and right. You know, going at and saying you wrong and you wrong and you wrong. Then that person who's sitting there and don't know Christ, he like, well, man, these two cats can't even, can't even. They don't even know which way is the right way. That 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 kind of hurts the witness from them making a step forward because it sounds like the people who should know right right to do (laughs) absolutely don't know what to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mike, can you throw that back up? I didn't get to read. It went up and down so fast. Can you throw that back up? It was a question that came at us. Uh, while he's getting to that question, man, you know, I, I, I was thinking about something. Um, you know, I think it was, it's, it's Luke 3 where Jesus is baptized, correct? I think it's Luke 3 where, you know, the Bible says that. Let's see if I can pull it up. Jesus is being baptized and um, the the the. The, the clouds open, the spirit comes down, and the God says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, and, and so the very next chapter in Luke chapter four, the Bible says that uh, Jesus is led into the spirit, it led into the wilderness to be tempted. And the mm-hmm. first thing the devil says is, if thou be the son of God. Mm-hmm. So Luke chapter three, God said, this is my son. Luke yep. chapter four, the devil says, if thou be. Now, here's the point. You can never be tempted by the if you be if you already know the who you are. And All I right, think sir. so often, I think so often we don't, we don't understand, you know, and that's why people are looking for affirmations. And that affirmation, they're trying to get it off, whether it's baptism, whether it's joining the church, whether it's, you know, any of those things, we're trying to look for affirmation. And, you know, the affirmation is, is the fact that God said, you are my son. Not right. the baptism, not not the symbolism, you know, and so and, and so just and so saying that it leads me to my next question of you know, right now, right now at my church, my baptismal pool is broke. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the first thing I want to get fixed. So people are going and you know they're you know they're doing the baptisms at the Y, they're doing the baptisms, uh, you know, matter of fact, I've seen people do pop-up baptisms. Now, yeah, I, and, that, yeah. and that's something different. Uh, you know, I, I really want, matter of fact, let's just go there. What do y'all feel about, you know, you just, you know, just all of us, they, they having these outside events and you can come up, you can, you know, they got horse troughs and right there, you know, with your good clothes on. <laughs> 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 with with, with your good clothes on. <laughs> with your good clothes on. <laughs> You can go down in the water. Uh, what do you think about the the pop up baptisms? I'll let you tackle this first, Pastor Bowie. Okay, well, I, I, I will say this: I can agree with it if if when a person comes, we're discussing salvation with them. Right. If we're discussing salvation, and we can be like the uh, like the eunuch. After they understand it, what hinders me now is being baptized. Yes, yes. If we have them conversations with them, 
then I think we can appropriately take them to the water. Now we just got a, a dunk tank set up. And <laughs> come on, <laughs> get right with God. Get in, get out. Then nah, <laughs> we messing up. <laughs> oh, that's it. It's so I, good. I, I, I'm sorry. I was okay. I was just reading the comment. Go ahead, go ahead, Pastor Boy. I mean Bowman. No, no, I, I, I totally agree. I was gonna say the same thing. Like if, if they're not, there is no. I will even go as far as witnessing, partnered with the baptism. Then it, there is no way, again, repentance come before baptism, salvation, prerequisite for baptism. There's no way uh, that we can have any pop up anything like like it was said without first there being some type of talk regarding have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So, yes, I'm, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much, man. Let's switch gears a little bit. We we've discussed. We've discussed baptism. Let's switch gears to the other sacrament that we hold near and dear, uh, which is simply uh, simply communion, holy communion. Okay. Now, now y'all y'all know y'all know we do communions. What, 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 what Sunday do we do communions on? First Sunday. <laughs> you better have that table draped. On first you gotta Sunday. have the table draped. You gotta. Hey, you gotta have your clergy gear on. The deacons gotta be dressed in either black in the in the in the, in the winter or white in the summer. Y'all, y'all, come on! Don't act like y'all don't know about these communion events. <laughs> about these communion <laughs> events, it, it has to be right. Amen. Uh, uh, let, let's just talk a, a little bit about the um. What word am I looking for? The um, the the commonality. Of communion, word. the commonality, because I think I think that we have it on the same day at the same time, and people just come in and they take it as a common thing, and they they, they it, it becomes almost a light thing, and um so so let, let's talk about that for a little bit. Either one of y'all just dive in and talk to me about what do y'all think about people taking communion lightly? Well, well, for me, and that, that's one thing that I'm I'm huge on. I I don't. I, I've been in church all my life. All I know is church, you know. Well, let me change that. All I knew was church until a certain age. And then I started knowing up. So. <laughs> but um, what I do at my church, and and, and it, I, I, I'm a little, y'all know me, I'm a little radical anyway. So what I would do, I know that communion normally is like a solemn uh, time of the service where we take time and reflect and we repent and we get our hearts right. I would go into a praise. I had something called a communion praise. We're going to go just praise the Lord. Just, you know, do something radical. Now, you know, after the pandemic, I, I make sure that we worship and I make sure to break down John 316 and make sure that we understand the sacrifice. And, and literally, I take the time to say, you know, we we can't get so caught up in um, the practices of church that we don't have a relationship with God deep enough to understand and not take these things for granted. So really, I believe Really, I believe personally that communion should be coupled with a time of worship and a time of, okay, everybody, just take a moment and just think about what Jesus did on the cross. Think about how the blood has covered you all this time. And and, and take a moment to worship God for what he's already done. Reflect, uh, repent, and then I go into uh, a communion ceremony. Amen, amen. You know what, uh, Pastor, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 11, 28, but let a man examine himself. Absolutely. Let him eat of the bread and drink from the cup. You know, I when I came into the greater friendship, one thing we did on, on communion when I got there, and I'm sure a lot of churches, and some churches still may do it, uh, part of the communion uh, uh, process was they read the church covenant, <laughs> And then after the church covenant, you know, they go in and then, you know, we go through the uh, communion uh, ceremonial part. But it can't be, as Pastor Bowman said, it, it can't be a common thing because that was the problem mm -hmm. in 1 Corinthians 11. They were coming there and they were right. feasting, you know, they were being gluttonous. Mm -hmm. And what they came to do was being marred by their conduct. And so wow. it can become 
too common. It's just something we do. Something I say a lot, a lot of times to try to get the people's mind to change about church because church can become so, so common. Say, well, you know, this is just what I do from, uh, you know, 10 to 2 on Sunday. And so you're not paying attention to what you're doing. But it's a holy, it's commanded by God come on, come on. to do this. And so it should be solemn because we're remembering what he's done. And at the same time, it should be exciting and Absolutely. anticipatory because he said, you know, he won't do this again until again. Mm -hmm. we're with him. And so while yes. we reflect on what he's done and communion takes that solemn mode and you wear your black or whatever and all like that, but there should be a part of communion that's also exciting, anticipatory, because we're waiting for that day when we drink anew with him in the, in, in the kingdom. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, 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 go ahead. Bring Todd in. Bring Todd in. I, hey, you got to bring him in. He, he, he is, he is, he is. Todd said that one in. <laughs> Todd said that one in. <laughs> what up, fellas? <laughs> How's up, how you doing? Good, how about Oh man, I am uh, thrilled. I've been listening, Bowie and Bowman. You've been dropping gems. Stanford, you always preaching. We already know. <laughs> no, it's it, it's been good. I was just I was just gonna sit in the back and wait and come in at the end and say something crazy. But uh, <laughs> when 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 Pastor Jeff started talking about, hey, by the way, good evening, everybody in our religiously incorrect land. Good to see y'all on my vacation in an undisclosed location. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the fortress of solitude. But uh, when you said that word common, that word common, I, I preach on a regular basis. Not only do we have to be sacred uh, in the moment, not only do we have to treat this moment special, but the way you represent your faith outside of church and how you participate and engage in things that make light of your faith. For instance, if you go out, if you go out, no judgment if you happen to go out. But if you're crazy, even if you're having a sip yourself, if you're playing joke communion at the bar Whoa. and you are letting people say, I'm having my communion. I know how you have your, uh-uh, there are some things you don't joke about because I wouldn't joke with a Muslim brother about his faith and his sacred rituals. I wouldn't joke about how they pray so many times a day or their special days. I wouldn't joke with my Jewish brothers, but we as Christians allow and participate in a lot of things that have to do with the most sacred parts of our faith. And because we want to go along to get along, we laugh and joke while people are turning up, you know, Heineken and, and, and Hennessy and everything else talk about this, my communion. I didn't make it on Sunday. Ha ha ha. We have to be careful how we treat our faith in a sacred manner, even when we're not actively participating in it, even when it's not Sunday, because if it's a joke to us, it'll be a joke to the rest of the world. And that's why it is, because Christians are the most likely faith group to take light of their faith. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's true. You, you almost oh, never hear God. Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, uh, Muslims. Jew I mean, unless you're like a comedian or something, you don't hear people just going in on their own faith like the way we do. You, you don't. So I, I appreciate what you all said about commonality. And again, that comes with no judgment because people have different convictions of what they should and should not do when they're out and about in the world. But how you actually represent your faith and convictions and sacredness is a whole nother thing. So I appreciate the convo. I mean, I just wanted to pop in and say that because uh, I think. Well, why you Why you here, Pastor Scott? Why, why you uh -oh. here, Scott? He says Scott, Scott Heater has a deep question. So why you here? Just br bring that question well, up. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Okay. They're denying what communion to political leaders who support basically abortion mm. as a mortal sin. You know, first of all, I guess in a way. Every faith center and expression of faith has a right to hold their convictions. They just better make sure they're consistent. Because how can you deny to the person who supports abortion, but not deny to the person who supports the death penalty or not deny on, 
who votes for unnecessary wars and the prison industrial complex and the military industrial complex and doesn't mind dropping bombs and missiles on brown and black babies across the world for oil and all this other stuff. So, you know, there's a lot more immorality out there than abortion. That goes right back to a lot of our conservative friends have two issues and that's all they care about is homosexuality and abortion. And abortion. Yep. and they, yep. they use words like mortal sin, which what sin isn't mortal? What <laughs> what sin will not kill you and send you to hell <laughs> or harm our world in some way? But what sin does not bring death? Just answer me that. What sin does not bring death? Yeah. Well, then we always. <laughs> we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory. Yeah, Come on, sir. And it all in one way or another has a mortal effect on our world. Right. Whether we want to admit it or not. So, yeah, I mean, I, I respect it because, again, everybody has the right to if that's what. But you better be consistent with it. Amen. That's true. Amen. 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 You know Amen. what, Pastor well, Todd? I'm sorry, Pastor Stanford. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. Go ahead. Uh, uh, the point you were making, uh, like I said, when, when Pastor Stanford <laughs> used that word uh, commonality, you know, that was one reason why, like, in our communion, I, I took away us reading the church covenant. Because the church covenant had all those things in there, you know, we're going to do this and we ain't going to do that. And I said, well, now, wait a minute. You know, good and well, y'all ain't doing this. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, y'all broke the first two paragraphs already, already. So, I said, the first two paragraphs. This first Corinthians chapter 11, I think it's like verses 22 through 29, because it's centered uh, on that. Then I flipped it even further, and I picked this up from Pastor, uh, with Dr. Lewis Macklin. One day I went over to preach over to his church and they did communion at the beginning of service. And wow. the service was so like, like, wow. It felt like, man, like, like Popeye with the spinach, you know, for the whole service. <laughs> you know, so what we ended up doing is, and, and it changed people, at least on first Sunday, the time they got to church, because right after praise and worship, mm. right into communion. Wow. Right into a song. Boom, right into office. But it changed the atmosphere by coming in and doing communion right off the top. That was just the way uh, uh, we did it. Wow. But we focused so much on uh, not for people understanding that it's not a common thing. It's the representation of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let, let me just say this. Let me just say that, and I'm 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 going to admit it, and. I know you you was there with me, Bowie. I'm going to admit it. I, I'm not saying you felt like me, but I'm, I'm going to admit it. I hope Pastor Harrison is on right now. I hope Pastor Harrison is on right now. When, when Pastor Harrison done communion, I, this was a long time ago, I was like, I want to, I mean, it was the longest thing in the <laughs> It was like the changing of the guard. <laughs> It was like the change of the car. I mean, my God. They were they was I, picking a new pope. They was picking a new pope during the uh smoke. I mean, I mean the people was the people was walking straight, and I mean you had to click your heels and turn left and turn right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It was it, and I didn't I didn't I don't think back then I really understood the significance and the seriousness of how serious Pastor Harrison was taking it, and now I do. Now I do. And I, I think, you know, I want to commend him for what he done. I mean, you know, it, it was just, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Pastor Harrison, if you listen, hey, let's keep on doing what you're doing, brother. We love you, Mr. President. <laughs> listen, uh, so, so, so um, here's the next question. The Bible says, um, he who eat and drinketh unworthily bringeth you know, is it, what's the word? Damnation. So what, what does that mean? Let, let's just talk about that. Because we're on our way to a closing. What does that mean, bringing damnation to yourself? Wow. What does it mean to eat and drink unworthily? Let's talk about it for a second. Well, you know, we've been taught if you have any sin in you and any unforgiveness, you know, that's unworthy. But I think Pastor Bowie touched on it when he said, first of all, it, it involves coming to the table 
with the wrong intent and wrong spirit and not respecting the Lord's table for what it is, making it your own, you know. So I think it starts there because we we all should be repenting at all times for sins that we knowingly and unknowingly commit. Uh, but we never can guarantee at any given time that we are absolutely 100 percent pure as long as we're on this earth. I mean, there's just no. I mean, what are we saying? For 10 seconds, we're super duper holy and pure. And then after that, we back to <laughs> you said that little quick consecration prayer. We perfect for the next three seconds. But I think, you know, Scott just asked another follow up question about our responsibility as pastors to prevent people from taking communion. Or should we deal with them? And I think as you read that script, that that scripture and I was seeing what Scott was talking about. I think that reaffirms that this is a personal thing and not something that a pastor has to play sheriff with. Uh, Because, again, if we had to examine everybody and make everybody confess everything, well, now we're becoming like Catholics and making ourselves the intermediator between God and man instead of Jesus, instead of allowing that person. Because really, if you're going to tear them from community, then you need to be disfellowshipping them all together. Exactly. Absolutely. And do we want to play that game? Because, again, there's a whole lot more than one issue or two issues that we think are terrible, terrible sins that if you really want to push the envelope, you could disfellowship them as an unsaved, unbeliever, unregenerate person altogether if you wanted to do that. But I'd like to hear from Bowie, Reverend Bowie and uh, Overseer Bowman on that unworthily and that damnation part. Well, you know, I I, I believe like this, that the now we're talking about believers taking communion. So we know damnation can't mean you lose your salvation. We know that. So it has to be some type of of judgment, some type of of repercussion, discipline upon how you came in to take communion. Because when you read again at First Corinthians chapter eleven, it talks about uh, uh, that's a uh, matter of fact. Verse thirty says, "For this reason, many are weak and sick mm-hmm. among you." So Mm -hmm. I've told people, you have to be careful how you take communion because what might already be in your body, you know, may begin to, you know, something, something, some sickness may come upon you. You know, something may happen simply because you came in and you were not uh, reverent in how you participated in communion. Again, so let a man examine himself and let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So when you then go in and examine yourself and you know that there's sin, you confess those sins, you repent of those sins, and then you go in communion the right way off the top. That's why we as pastors say that prayer, trying to cover everybody. Yep. So we're going right? <laughs> you know, blanket, but still an individual ought to be doing some soul searching themselves so that when they, when they partake, they'll be in fellowship with God. Bowman, you got anything to add, brother? I, I completely and totally agree. Now, again, uh, this is religiously incorrect. So um, context and denomination has a lot to do with interpretation as well. Um, I know I grew up again, you know, Church of God in Christ. And when we said damnation, we went, you going to hell. You going to hell. <laughs> you are going to hell. You driving the train to hell. But 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 I, I agree. I agree in the context of the scripture, how Pastor Boy uh, broke it down. I agree. Um and, and again, I, I believe it's a self-examination thing. Everything everybody I, I can't say it any better. Everything that was covered, I believe I stand on that. That's a self-examination. You have to examine yourself. Uh and, and like you said, Pastor, that's why we why we pray to cover everybody, you know. Uh, a general prayer. You know, I, I know some churches that go as far as to not allow their ch- the children to take communion because they want to, them to have a conscious or make a conscious decision of repentance and understanding what communion means before they partake in it. So I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. Last, last, last question. And this, this is a doozy. What do you feel about those who just sit there? You know, when everybody's getting up and going around, and the one person, <laughs> the one person, it's like, go ahead, go, go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, go ahead. I, I, you know, I mean, are, 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 should we 
should we as pastors, do we have an obligation to minister? Because obviously it's something wrong that they don't want to take it. And we've given them the opportunity to pray. We've given them the opportunity. You know, I, me personally, I say, listen, I'm, I'm giving y'all, you know, a minute, you know, examine yourself. Pray, you know, this is not the time that you shouldn't take it. This is the time to make, you know, to ask God to, you know, forgive you for all the sins, whether it was this morning, last night, whatever it was, but this is the time. And so after all of that, and you didn't, I didn't give you this minute, two minutes, whatever, and you still decide, you know what, I ain't taking it. Do we as pastors have an obligation to say what's going on? I, I believe so, but I also believe that person is wise and knowing they may not be ready. I, I think I think in churches it's, it's we have to get to the point where we're not forcing religion, but we're Absolutely. ministering in a way to where we're introducing Jesus and allowing the person to feel the spirit, not just our opinions or our dogma or our whatever, and able to make a conscious decision to do it. So I never look at a person when they don't take communion or don't do this or don't do that, especially if I know they, you know, might be the first time in their church or they've been coming for a while. They're not saved. I don't look at them like, oh, you're the devil. I'm like, OK, you're right. There is an obligation to minister, but it's how you minister. You know, we don't want to uh, uh, Jesus in a way. You're going out, Pastor Bowman. You're going out. You're going uh, you're going out. Give us a second. Um Okay. Am I back in? Okay. Yeah, you back in. You okay. back in. So yeah, but, um, I I believe that it is um it is we just gotta use wisdom in how we do it. Amen. Pastor Boy. Yeah, I agree with Pastor Bowman with that. Yeah. We we gotta use wisdom in that as as God has given us his sheep to tend, uh if we see a behavior that okay, I see they didn't take it okay this month. In the next month, we may if we see it again, then maybe we might want to ask, you know, hey, everything okay? You know, but even with that, we also have to remember the scripture says, as often as you do it. So now yeah. we can take that into play to say, it seems it's good when we all take it together. But being that as often as I do it, I might just choose and everything could be right. I just could, I, yeah. I, I don't want to take communion. When that shouldn't be the case, every believer should want to. But if they don't, because there's an option, and I don't say option, as often as you do it. So I don't have to take communion 12 times a year. I should want to as often as we engage in it. And I think as we use the wisdom to just watch that, that particular saint and just see then we'll know, you know, uh, whether we can pull them to the side and just say everything all right. And then if you want to, hey, you can tell me it ain't going to go nowhere. Then I understand why right. Sister Jones is not partaking communion every Sunday. Pastor Boy, that's the first time I've ever looked at that scripture as often as we do it in a personal sense. I love that, man. I, I love that. Uh, uh, Pastor, Pastor, uh, Pastor Todd, you, you want to have our, the last words today on that? Anything you want to say on that? Well, you know, I would say that when I see that happen, that's the most honest person in the room. Amen. And ain't nothing wrong with them. There's a whole lot right with them. And there's probably five or six that should have joined them and stayed in their seat. But I think the only real thing I would really want to know is, do you fully understand? Because some people do have a misunderstand.ing Maybe they're working off that moment we grew up the damnation stuff. They are afraid they're going to drop dead at the table. I mean, yeah. people, it's it's a good thing to have that fear, but it can be a toxic thing to have that kind of fear to think that you are literally going to be struck by lightning. Because, but some people might really know that thirty seconds. I don't really mean this prayer right now, and they're willing to admit. And Lady Dela Cruz said, which, by the way, some churches, I was just doing a study as part of one of my classes about different models of worship, how confession is a part of some worship models, uh, especially in our more traditional worship models. Uh, you, you say a confession, you know, that can become, you know, just another ritual that you just repeat, just like anything else, just like any praise song, just like heck, like shouting and some folks speaking in tongues. You just become another thing you do every Sunday and don't really mean. So 
I'm grateful for people who understand that, yeah, you gave me a few minutes. Yes, you explained it to me. But yes, I know my heart is not properly positioned, even if my mouth is moving. I know my mouth is moving. I'm, I'm bowing my head, but my heart is not here. I still hate to so-and-so. I'm still sleeping around. I'm still doing this. I'm still doing that. And I don't plan on changing, by the way. So how about I let this pass be by? And maybe I don't have to, but that might be the one thing they don't have to answer for. Yeah. Everybody else will have to answer for what they kept on doing. <laughs> While they were trying to be something, that goes to tithing. I told you about taking the tithing box away. I literally took our tithe box away, a little thin box we all put in the front. I got tired of watching folk lie. I said, let me save you. Let me, wow. let me save you. <laughs> By taking the tithe box away and everyone just give discreetly because it's one thing to lie to God privately. It's another thing to do it publicly. Amen. That's, that's a nice and Sapphire type stuff. Ooh, so, you up here making a declaration. <laughs> so communion is a declaration. That's right. You know, so I, I, I would say that uh, all of your answers and I, I'm, I was just feasting. That's why I just wanted to pop in and listen. But I do have one question, and that is uh, since you're talking about church works. What y'all be doing with all the money, preachers? I want to know. What y'all do with all the money? In? Obviously, you only want on vacation. So. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Y'all are a trip. <laughs> come on, Big Mike. Come on, Big Mike. I got to go to work. Come on, Yeah, Mike. come on come in, on Big in. Mike. We're going to talk about money next time. <laughs> wow, gentlemen, great conversation. Great conversation. Uh, Pastor Bowie, thank you for uh, so much for coming on. God bless you guys. Uh, thank you. Brother Cameron, again, my man, thank you for co-hosting, man. Really appreciate you guys, man. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much, man. You guys pretty much said it all. Again, great conversation, man. I uh, learned a lot tonight, and I hope everybody else was as blessed as I was tonight. Did you take communion this, this first Sunday, Mike? No, sir, I didn't. I was moving all week, <laughs> all weekend. Let's see how you go, man. There you go. Hey, Mike was like, man, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Hey, you, you, you know how, you know how everything comes to a close and passing it down the altar. Everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tip out before communion. <laughs> that magic finger up, put that magic finger. Right, right. But yeah, great conversation, man. Appreciate you guys. Really, I do. And we'll definitely be having you guys back on again. Absolutely. I'm going five yeah. vacations with Bowman up, stepping up. <laughs> I'm out. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> can show. <laughs> Y'all did excellent. Yeah. Let's do our last uh our last uh thing. Uh the ad uh yeah. uh go ahead, Todd. It's the uh Phillips Care the gym. I'm on vacation, man. We don't <laughs> we don't we don't have an ad for it and, and you got it down packed. If you want to get your if you want to get your vacation body ready, there you hit up Phillips Care Training, owned and operated by Mike Phillips. You know our man, he keeps them fit, keeps them right. He literally kills people, but you will be fit. You'll be in the casket, but you'll be fit. Okay. You will look good in the, in the but, uh, You will look the, good in that suit. Right. They are the new High Street Fitness in Cortland. Check out Phillips Care Training on Facebook. Tell Big Mike that religiously incorrect sent you. It's too late to get your summer body ready, but you can get your Halloween body ready. So you can get that. that that sexy nurse, you know, y'all be want to be sexy nurse, <laughs> lumberjack. Yeah, they do sexy everything now, don't they? <laughs> sexy priest, sexy nun, whatever you want to be, Michael get you right for Phillips Care Training. Thank you so much for being proud sponsors of Religiously Incorrect. And thank y'all for letting me pop in. Amen. Sweet. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Mike. All right, fellas, thanks again. Uh, everybody who tuned in, appreciate you, appreciate your support. Uh, thanks for joining the Sunday night service. We do this every week, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. So check us out. Uh, actually, on the August the 29th, we're still working on that live show. So if you're interested in coming in, being a part of the audience, hit us up. Let us know. Hit me up, Jeff, Todd, or either hit us up on our Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we need a head count so we know what's going on. But uh, we're really excited about it. Uh, we haven't done anything live in a while. So 
it's a lot of work going into it, but it's gonna pay off, I'm sure. Me and Todd there, both is, wearing skinny suits. Is there a deadline? No, sir. No, no. Not no, for no, you. No, not no, for you. Yeah, yeah, for everybody else. UVIP. Where's it going to be at? Pit Boss on Elm Road. Gamers Lounge. We're going to be live. Okay. All right. Yeah, I want to be there. All right. Take your communion at the bar. We're going to take communion. All right. If nothing else, see y'all next week. Y'all take care. Peace. Peace. Peace out.